Hi, my name is Ariane. I'm a traveler and I run a travel blog. Join me each week as I discover life, love, and the world. This is my Wonderlust Journey podcast. Aloha, friends. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from the big island of Hawaii. I'm coming to you today from the Waikoloa Beach Marriott Resort and Spa. It's absolutely beautiful here. Um, It's my last day here at the resort, unfortunately. My time here in Hawaii is coming to an end. So sad. (laughs) So just to give you a little bit of background, I was invited on a fam trip. And what that means is there are a few of us travel agents here. Because we sell the island of Hawaii in our businesses, we are here to test out some of the tours, restaurants, hotels, and it's been a really fun trip so far. I've actually never been to Oahu or the Big Island before, so it's been really exciting to see what both of these islands have to offer my clients and really excited to see what you know, the culture of Hawaii was all about. And yeah, so our trip started off a little bumpy. I'll get into that a little bit later in this episode. But so far, we started off in Honolulu. We landed a day late. (laughs) Again, I'll kind of get into that a little bit later on how that kind of transpired. We arrived and first of all, we stayed at the Outrigger Beachcomber Resort in Honolulu, right across the street from essentially like the Royal Hawaiian. It's right on the main shopping street, I guess you could say, and where all the happenings kind of happen in Honolulu and on Waikiki Beach. We ate dinner at the Maui Brewing Company, enjoyed some amazing flights of beer, which was really, really tasty. I'm sure if you're following along on my Instagram stories, if not, I do have a Hawaii 2019 highlight reel. You can kind of go back and check out, but I really, really, really just enjoyed some of the craft beers that they do there. Very, very interesting space if you're ever in Honolulu. I definitely recommend the Maui Brewing Company. It was a really great restaurant. We The next morning, we ate there for breakfast before we headed out to the other side of Oahu. And we did the Koaloa Ranch, which is where it's really famous for a lot of movies being filmed there, including Fifty First Dates, Jurassic Park, Kong, Skull Island, Lost, Hawaii Five-0 if you're a fan. So it was pretty interesting. We did a, the movie tour there, which was quite fun. 
And then we made our way up to where the Polynesian Cultural Center was and spent the afternoon at the Polynesian Cultural Center, took in some of the village traditions, I guess you could say, because that's kind of how it's set up. Then we checked into our hotel, which was the Courtyard Marriott up that way, and then went back to the Polynesian Cultural Center and did the luau and the ha night show, which was really, really fun and entertaining. Highly recommend it. Uh, The next day, we had some monsoon rains. (laughs) So unfortunately, we didn't make it up to Wailea, which we were supposed to make it up to the Wailea River to see the botanical gardens and take a wander through there. Uh, So we ended up just going back to Honolulu, which the sun was out on that side of the island. So that was really nice to see. And we got a little bit more extra free time. We checked into the Queen Capilani Hotel. So for lunch, we did a Mai Tai mixology class, which was really fun and had a really nice lunch. And then we had our free time, which I was on the hunt for the best Mai Tai. So I headed over to the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. I really enjoyed sitting at the Mai Tai bar there and just kind of taking in the sights and sounds of Waikiki Beach. After that, I did a little bit of shopping. One of my favorite skincare products, I guess you could say, is their flagship shop is located at the Royal Hawaiian. So I went and did a little bit of shopping, picked up a beautiful plumeria body oil which smells so delightful just reminds me so much of some of the scents of Hawaii after that later on that evening we went up to the 12th Avenue Grill and had a wonderful dinner there this restaurant's actually won multiple different awards and also travel awards So if you're ever in the Honolulu area, I really suggest checking them out. It was a great meal and yeah, highly recommend them. The following morning, we were off to the big island of Hawaii and we spent a little bit of time in Kona and we had lunch at the Royal Kona Resort, did a site inspection of that property had flights Mai Tais, then we did what they call the village stroll, which was quite interesting. So every Sunday of each month, they have this village stroll, which is like a massive farmer's market with local vendors from all around the island selling just different goods and services. It was really nice because, of course, it was right before Christmas, so (laughs) I think a few of us picked up some last-minute things for people at home, even for ourselves. But yeah, it was uh, really, really nice to kind of enjoy that village stroll. Some people got the Scandinavian shave ice, which is definitely a must-try when you're in Hawaii. Yeah, and then we went and checked into the Waikoloa Beach Marriott Resort, 
Again, this is just an absolutely stunning property. I've put some photos again of everything in my Instagram stories, so take a peek on there. My room is a king room. I've got a little bit of a peekaboo view of the infinity pools and some stunning sunsets from my little balcony I've got here, or lanai as they call it here in Hawaii. It's just been a great time so far. So the evening that we arrived, after checking into the Wakaloa Beach Marriott, we went to the Kuleana Rum Shack, which is just very, very close by. We had an amazing dinner, and this is very popular, I think more so in Honolulu, but definitely check out someplace to pick up malasadas. It's like a Portuguese style donut I want to say but they're so fluffy so delightful for dessert it's definitely have malasadas somewhere while you're on Hawaii because they're so good so yeah we did the Kaliana rum shack I hope I'm saying that right and they also make their own rum as well so you can do flights and try some of their rums for, I think, $10. So that's dangerous, but really, really good. Really, really suggest this place if you're staying in the Wakaloa area. Yeah, and then the next day after that, we checked out another one of the national parks nearby, one of the old temples, and had a hilarious talk by the park ranger. That was a real big highlight. And then we went horseback riding. And I'm, as you all know, I'm a pretty big advocate for animal welfare issues. So I did do a bit of research on this company before I accepted that I was going to go. It was with Paniolo Adventures and we did what's called their City Slicker Ride. It's great for those who don't really have a lot of experience riding horses they're a great company. The horses are well kept and they're not overworked at all. I've actually owned a couple horses, so I found the ride very, very, very relaxing. <laughs> a little bit too relaxing, maybe. My horse, Billy, <laughs> didn't really want to have that get up and go. So it was definitely a very slow paced ride. But they do have other rides as well. So if you are experienced as a rider, they do have other rides. But this was just the ride that they had planned for us. So it was really kind of nice to do that. And then we did the luau later that night, the sunset luau here at the Marriott Wakaloa Beach Resort. And that was a really fun evening. We also did some, sorry, backing up. We also went to a macadamia nut uh, factory that was kind of fun I know it's a very touristy thing to do but yeah it was it was it was definitely fun and then yesterday was huge highlight for me was seeing the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park and actually seeing what happened with Kilauea as of you know last year there was quite a few eruptions and the park was closed for a while and unfortunately a lot of people did lose their homes because of the eruption 
and Hawaii, the big island, I think their tourism did suffer a bit from that, which understandable. But everything is up and running, and even the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is open. The only thing that is closed is one of the lava tubes, which we actually went to a lava tube anyways with the tour company that was taking us around. And yeah, it was quite interesting. So that was yesterday, and this morning... We will be going snorkeling and checking out a glass bottom boat today and getting to do some paddle boarding and using some of the water bikes, which I'm really excited to try out. So yeah, so that was a little bit about my time here spent on Hawaii. Again, a big thank you to Air Canada and also the Hawaii Tourism Board for inviting me and letting me experience everything that I did on this trip. It was a lot of fun. So now let's really dive into today's episode topic of surviving the holiday travel season. So as I mentioned earlier, I did experience a situation on my Hawaii trip here that I think really speaks to the theme of this episode's topic. So I kind of wanted to really go into that in detail because flight cancellations and delays do happen during the holiday travel season. It's just a fact of life (laughs) here in the Northern Hemisphere. We're dealing with sometimes snowstorms and different weather systems and even it's just busy. So I really felt like giving this experience would kind of help give you some tips and tricks on how to kind of be a little bit more prepared with what could come up during your own travels during the holiday. So essentially we had a flight from Vancouver to Honolulu. Everything was going great. Uh, We all boarded perfectly on time. We were all set to go. We actually had already pushed off from the gate. And then I think a few of us, because there was a few of us travel agents on board, we started to kind of realize that we hadn't actually started to taxi anywhere. Again, sometimes there's some delays with aircraft coming and going and sometimes if you're a little bit early you have to wait for your scheduled departure time just because of how they scheduled flights but it just seemed that we we had pushed off and we were waiting for a good 20 minutes and that was definitely out of the ordinary at this point (laughs) so the captain did come on and he just kind of said that there was an engine warning indicator that had kind of come on during the startup process and they were just taking some precautions and they just wanted to make sure that everything was good. So at that point, the captain said that we were going to be pulled back up to the gate and that they were going to have the mechanics take a look to make sure that nothing was wrong. Fast forward almost three hours later (laughs) and we were then told that we needed to deplane 
and on board, I'm just going to call out some people because delays happen. It's unfortunate we're all in the same boat where, you know, we have transfers that are supposed to be picking us up at a certain time. We're missing maybe dinner reservations or hotels. You know, it's not a good situation, but don't take it out on the poor flight attendants. There was a situation where across from me, there was two girls, I guess they're like in their 20s, I want to say, and they just had such a bad attitude towards the poor stewardesses that it was just, honestly, it was appalling. And their kind of attitude throughout the night got worse and worse and worse. But it's not their fault, you know, when these things happen, they're just, unfortunately, sometimes the messengers in these situations, they're trying their best to take care of everybody. So really at that point, that's when it's about being prepared and having your travel information. So reaching out to your travel agent, if you booked your trip through a travel agent, because we can make all those phone calls on your behalf. If you're, especially with the company that I work for, we actually have a 24-7 customer care line. So if I'm not able to answer my phone and try to assist my clients, my clients can reach out to that number and someone will assist them in making sure that the transfer companies know that they're delayed. The hotel knows that perhaps there might be missing a night, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways... We were then told that we would need to deplane. It was more for our comforts that we weren't just stuck on the plane. And they did end up getting the plane up and going about, I would say, another hour and a half to two hours after we had deplaned. And they were giving out snacks and things like that. But what happened was the crew had then timed out. So the flight crew, they are, they do have a certain amount of hours that they're allowed to work. And by the time we would have landed in Honolulu, they would have timed out because they've already done previous flights, etc. So a lot of people at that point got very angry, understandably, but you don't need to take that out on the poor customer care team. They're people too. And I was just so, because I've experienced a flight cancellation where it wasn't necessarily a delay beforehand and then a cancellation. I just had a straight out cancellation when I was in Bali where Jetstar just didn't want to fly because... Lombok had erupted a few days previous and they still thought that there was ash flying in in the air. I'm not really sure because everybody else was still flying. Anyways, <laughs> so I just saw the frustrations of, you know, you're, you're getting to the airport and your flight is just outright canceled. But this was my first hand experience ever going through a delay and then a cancellation. And I was just so surprised by people's lack of compassion. 
yes, everybody wanted answers. Totally get that. Unfortunately, they couldn't bring another flight crew into us because U.S. Customs had already closed for the evening because now we were pretty well at 11 o'clock at night when our flight was actually supposed to depart at 5.30 p.m. So we were then instructed we would then go clear customs because we had to clear customs because we were already in the U.S. holding area. And then we'd pick up our luggage, then we were to go upstairs and try to arrange with Air Canada as to if, you know, people needed hotel vouchers, if we needed taxi vouchers, things like that. So we all went through customs, everything like that, went upstairs, started to line up, and there's 200 plus people in this line. It was funny because all of us travel agents kind of hung out together and just hearing, again, people's remarks in line. Honestly, people, this is the reasons why you get travel insurance and why you work with a travel agent. So you're not having to call long distance, scramble, make, remake your reservations for things. It was just outright chaos. I think we were pretty well the only people that were like, Yeah, so it really just kind of dialed it in for me, especially that, you know, travel insurance is extremely important. There were some people that had travel insurance and they were kind of a little bit more understanding about the situation. I mean, yeah, it does. It stinks. I mean, we missed out on an entire day, essentially, of our itinerary as well. But it wasn't the end of the world. We were still going to get there. So Air Canada told us that the flight would be rescheduled for 2 p.m. the next day. And at that point, I wasn't going to wait around for a taxi voucher. I just used the Canada line and headed home. But yeah, the reason I wanted to bring it up is just that it was, for me a learning curve, I guess you could say, because again, I had not gone through that type of situation myself. But it was also very interesting to see how, unfortunately, people do react in these situations. And it was, again, a learning curve in that's not how people should be reacting in these types of situations, especially because there was this one really sweet flight attendant and she was actually really nice to us afterwards as well as we were kind of in line. She's like, you guys don't have to be here. Like, you know, there, the flight is, and she came up to us and was like, yep, this is when the flight is tomorrow. Just be back by then. They're going to reissue the tickets overnight. Uh, so don't worry, blah, blah, blah. So we were like, thank you so much for everything, you know, and, you know, good luck, blah, blah, blah. And we we all just kind of stepped out of the line and, you know, we went home. We did actually have three people, three agents that had joined us from Toronto. So they actually did need to be put up in a hotel. And again, all of us going into travel agent mode, <laughs> they were able to get a hotel an airport hotel nearby and yeah so we all found the solution to the problem and we were back two o'clock the next day but yeah so I just kind of wanted to 
chat about that because flight delays and cancellations can happen during the holiday season. It's busy, it's weather, it, this was a mechanical problem, but things can happen. So again, going into some of the tips for surviving the holiday travel season, I think my number one tip is be pre- as prepared as you can as possible. So do you have all your travel documents with you? whether that's paper copy so that you've got all your transfer information, your hotel information, flight information, everything at your fingertips or even digitally on your phone so that if something were to happen, you have phone numbers, addresses, everything that you need, contact details of somebody in destination so that if something were to happen, you can start rearranging those travel plans ASAP. Or even, you know, as I already mentioned, are you using a travel agent? Is Do you have your travel agent's phone number? Do you have their 24-7 customer care line so that you can just call them and not even have to worry about having those details at, at your fingertips? You know, expect delays, and that goes for arriving to the airport early. I know on my way back to the airport the next day, (laughs) uh, I took public transport. I took the um, bus, and then I took the Canada line. But on the bus through the Massey Tunnel, I actually had a delay because there was an accident in the Massey Tunnel, and it's happened to many of my clients before. I always take a little bit of an earlier bus or when I get a ride in to the airport, I always try to make sure that I'm leaving relatively early because these things, you never know. It was pouring with rain, so it was very slippery, I'm sure. Things happen, so expect delays on the way to the airport and even at the airport. Also, pre-reserve your parking. So if you are driving to the airport, make sure during the holiday season that you are pre-reserving your parking if you are, you know, parking your vehicle. It can, it's again, it's a very busy time of year and you don't want to just show up to the airport and realize that or be turned away when you get there because their lots are all full. When booking flights during the holiday season, I always recommend to my clients to book as direct as possible. If you do have to do connections, say you're flying from Vancouver down to Miami or something like that, maybe doing instead of Vancouver through Toronto down to Miami or Vancouver through Chicago down to Miami, you might want to take a look at flights that go more south that have less chance of weather impacting your flights. So that's another tip that I have when looking at booking flights. And then if you do have to do a flight that you are going through another city, 
maybe even taking a look to see if there's a longer connection available in your connecting city, just in case there are delays. That way you're not going to miss your connecting flight. And there's just a little bit less stress, especially when you're traveling with small children. Another tip in regards to delays, this one is more at the airport, is expect longer lines at TSA when checking your bag, when checking in, all those types of things. So it's always good to do your online check-in. Some airlines, they allow check-in 48 hours before departure. Most airlines are 24 hours but then some airlines are 23 hours or 12 hours. So you definitely want to see and just double check the airline's website or chat to your travel agent about when you can actually do your online check-in because I do think that that's very important because it's going to save you a lot of time once you get to the airport. And if you have Nexus or Global Entry, You can actually put in your known traveler number ahead of time when you're doing your online check-in. That's going to give you, if you're visiting from Canada to the United States or within the United States, TSA pre-check, which means you don't have to take out your laptop or undo your belt or take off your shoes when going through security. So again, it's just a lot less stress. And then, of course, you're allowed to go and use the shorter Nexus slash global entry lines when going through TSA. Also, have extra necessities in your carry-on in case of delays or if you're going to experience any unfortunate baggage delay or loss. So if I'm going somewhere warm... (laughs) I always actually have a swimsuit in my carry-on, extra change of clothes because you never know, and any necessities, so whether that's, I mean, I don't personally need them, but if you have any important medications, that, that of course should never be checked into your bag anyways, but making sure that anything you need, if your bags are delayed or lost, You have what you need to get you through the first 24 hours. And again, making sure you have that travel insurance because if that is the case, you can claim baggage delay or loss and do a little bit of shopping on the travel insurance provider's dime, which is great. (laughs) So... I think too that in regards to having those extra necessities in your carry-on, the other thing that I have always is an extra battery pack and or all my charging cords for my laptop, my cell phone, my watch. I think that's really important because if there are extended delays and if the airport is crazy busy, you might not have access to a plug, so a battery pack is great. I know when I was waiting during our delay, I did have to, once we deplaned, I did have to recharge my cell phone just because I was starting to make a few phone calls and check some emails and whatnot. So it is important to kind of have those things handy. I think another tip that I do want to bring up again, because I've already kind of mentioned this in my experience, but 
I think it's about bringing your patience. (laughs) So making sure you're packing that patience. Be nice and be respectful. I think those things get you a lot further. It's also, if you think about it, it's not a good experience for those customer service agents. When these types of things happen, it's stressful for everybody. I know that, you know, I used to be sometimes on the receiving end of an angry customer and it's not fun. I think we've all had those experiences where we're on the receiving end of somebody not being very nice. And it's not a nice feeling. It really can ruin a lot of people's days. So if somebody is dealing with somebody who's kind, patient, understanding, comes from a place of gratitude, I think that people are definitely a little bit more responsive to help if they can in any way. Keep in mind that a customer service agent, when flights are delayed or canceled, it's not their fault. They're just the messenger. And if you are just that person who is patient, I think that that's going to go a long way. And honestly, even having the conversation that I did with that one flight attendant, just saying, you know, really respect you during this time. It can't be easy. And, you know, she just kind of, she realized we were a bunch of travel agents. And when she was coming around to us with some extra refreshments during the time that we had deplaned and we were waiting near the, near the gate to see what the deal was. She was just, you could just see that sigh of relief and she just kind of relaxed and was like, yeah, some people, they just don't understand and, you know, it isn't their fault. So just having that patience, I think is really, really key. What's going to help get you through the holiday travel season for sure. Another thing that I did when we were delayed is of course there was a bunch of us, so we were kind of chatting around, but there was a bit of a lull. So especially inside the aircraft and we were waiting because we didn't really have access to any entertainment, things like that. So having the Calm app on your phone, I really do enjoy having the Calm app. It kind of does help in stressful situations. There's different themes that you can play, even 5, 10, 15 minute meditations to kind of help with stress levels. I think that that's really important to have. Of course, your favorite podcasts. (laughs) And if you do arrive quite early to the airport, even before my original flight out, I made sure that again, I was there quite early and I was able to take advantage of the airport lounge. And it's something that I do that really kind of helps me out. There's also some great restaurants in YVR that do wine flights. So, you know, everybody has different things. Grab yourself a coffee, go sit by the gate, go sit in a quiet area. There's always quiet areas available in airports now. There's lots of things to kind of help alleviate some of the stress before flying out. Another tip that I have, traveling with gifts. 
So not many people realize that when you are traveling with gifts, sometimes you do have to declare these gifts at the border. So not many people realize that and can actually get themselves into a little bit more trouble. But it is important when you are going through any border, when they ask if you have anything to declare, that you do declare any gifts that you're either bringing into the country for citizens of that country, or if you're returning back to your own country with gifts for other people. It's part of your declaration and if you fail to declare it can get you into some pretty deep trouble and when it comes to packing gifts in luggage of course if it's anything that's of any value you definitely want to have it in your carry-on if at all possible Sometimes you can pack gifts into your checked luggage, but just keep in mind that theft, baggage theft in around the holidays can be a little bit more frequent, I guess you could say. So if it is anything that can be shipped before the holidays, I would definitely suggest shipping gifts instead of actually carrying it in luggage. It's just a lot safer. It's, you know, luggage, it gets thrown around a bit. You don't want something to break. And if it is a snow globe or something like that, keep in mind that that does count towards your liquids. (laughs) So don't bring those things in your carry-on because they do fall under the liquid limits. And I was seeing quite a few snow globes being confiscated, unfortunately. So... Keep, keep those little kind of things in mind. So the next is just a couple tips for families traveling. Again, it's all about preparedness when it comes to traveling for the holidays. So do you have extra diapers on hand, TSA safe formula, all that kind of stuff? Are you prepared as best as you can? That also means thinking about your children and what they kind of like to do if you need to pass time. So if your flight is delayed, anything like that, do you have anything that can keep your kids occupied for one, two, three hours at a time? So a lot of families that I know, they tend to bring coloring books, crayons, Pencil, crayons, things like that, that are TSA approved. Also, small, small little games. I know there's a lot of toy games that you can get that are TSA friendly, that are also travel sized, which can be quite fun. I actually like to sometimes travel with a deck of cards or Uno or something like that, just because even as an adult, sometimes it's kind of fun to have a card game with a friend or something. So think about what is going to help pass the time with your children. Again, if that's even like an iPad, if you don't have access to Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi is very slow, do you have Netflix and Amazon Prime and some of these other streaming 
services. You can actually download movies and TV shows onto your devices nowadays. So do you have a few things downloaded onto your iPad or phone that can help also pass the time for kids? Even for adults, I think that those kind of things are important. So I think the bottom line when it comes to traveling around the holidays is always expect the unexpected. (laughs) In my case, of course, I was not expecting to be delayed an entire day, but stuff happens. And I think it's about going in and having that attitude where anything can happen, spreading that cheer, spreading positivity, because I think at the end of the day, that's what's really going to get you through the holiday travel season. It's stressful for everybody. So keep in mind everyone that you, you may come in contact with. I think everybody from those poor bathroom workers to your gate agents to the customer service agents to the waitress that might be serving you your cup of coffee, I think anybody you come in contact with during the holiday season, it's just about spreading that holiday cheer. And I know that might sound horribly tacky and really I know it could be a real struggle for some but I have to be honest seeing those two girls especially during our little delay cancellation incident really just showed that that type of attitude really gets you nowhere they really just kind of put everybody around them in not a great mood and I think everybody most people I think kind of looked at them and was like really (laughs) we're all in the same boat (laughs) and I'm going to be honest Air Canada did do their best Uh, we were given a coupon code for you know uh, to get another flight and all said and done we actually our flight the next day They brought in the Dreamliner, which it was an unbelievable plane. If you've ever, if you've not flown a Dreamliner, it's such a beautiful aircraft. Flight was so smooth and because it was just us, um, everybody that was just canceled from the day before, the night before, it was, we all basically had seats to ourselves. I had an entire row to myself, three seats. So I actually really spread out and enjoyed the flight from Vancouver to Honolulu. We had, uh, I was booked in comfort class, so I did have free alcohol if I wanted it on the plane, but we were also given free food. And of course we had our entertainment systems And the flight crew on board was incredible. And yeah, I I know people really complain at the airlines uh, afterwards. There are now rules and regulations when it comes to delays. So also finding out what your rights are. Uh, That's another important thing, I think. There are now monetary... You can actually claim now money back for certain delays if it's within the airline's control 
but that's something you can definitely reach out to me if you have any questions about. I can send you the link. I'll probably actually put the link on the blog post with this podcast on my blog. And yeah, you can always reach out to me if you have any questions about anything that I speak about. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you came away with a few tips and tricks of how to survive the holiday travel season. Again, I will have this all on my blog later. Thank you again for listening, for supporting me in this podcast. It's definitely a passion project of mine and I can't wait to see what next year brings. My next episode, I will give a little bit of a sneak peek on. I have been kind of working on writing it during my time away. And it's going to be kind of like a year in review and a little bit more probably personally on me and kind of where I want to take the podcast in in the new year. So yeah, stay tuned for that episode that will probably be released on New Year's Day as kind of like a year in review and where I'd like to take the podcast next. But in the meantime, thank you again so much for listening. Merry Christmas to you and your families. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. If you don't celebrate the holidays, I just wish you all the best and happy traveling. I hope you found today's episode on surviving the holiday travel season helpful and inspiring. Be sure to check out the blog post for this episode at wonderlessjourney.ca and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review and share this podcast with friends. If you have any thoughts on today's episode, or if you have any topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please don't hesitate to send me an email at podcast at wonderlessjourney.ca. Or you can even send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at wonderlessjourney.ca. Thanks again for listening. See you again next time.